When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. All right. And it's another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic MBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C. Marcus Thompson in Memphis, Tennessee with his Warriors. Man, what you, what you having for lunch, man? Uh, Blue City Cafe. You know, oh, nice. I'm getting, I'm getting the, uh, I'm getting the, uh, half rack. You know what I'm saying? Dang. For the culture. That's nice. That's nice. For the culture. <laughs> See, man, that's why I can't, I, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. That's why I'm kind of rooting for the Grizzlies. Cause if I go to the conference finals, I want to, I want to go to Memphis, man. I haven't been to Memphis in a minute. So all due respect to the Bay. I'm just saying. Man, you, you, ain't, you can't come back no more. I mean, are you kidding me? But you aren't even in Oakland no more, man. Y'all in San Francisco now, so it's not even Just like you're nice in Oakland. So. Away. You good. <laughs> you good. <laughs> All right. Our, our guest this week, uh, our favorite on the show, and he's back. You can hear him on Sirius NBA uh, XM Radio um, doing the NBA Today show. Our man, Eddie Johnson. AJ is back talking sons. What's up, man? I'm good, man. You know, we're up 1-0. So I'm in a good I'm in a good mood right now. All right, so let me let me ask you right off the jump, man. Why do you argue with fools on Twitter? That was my first question too. <laughs> okay, let, let me let me let me. I don't want to give my secret out, but I will. Okay, you know when I played the game, right? Uh, we were very much confined. Like as an athlete, you had to watch what you can say. Yeah, and you had to be cognizant of people saying things to you and you couldn't say anything yeah. back. And and so I grew up in a family of seven. I grew up in a family like, you know, we might, we were lucky to get two meals a day. And so what we would sit around and do was just crack on each other and laugh and laugh ourselves to sleep because we'd be hungry. And, and so, you know, I just grew up in a generation where guys like signify, man, and talk junk. You know, but be respectful in doing it. But that's what I did. And I had to bite my tongue a lot in my career. You know, I, I couldn't do that. When I was with my buddies, you know, yeah. So what people are getting, they're getting Eddie Johnson. Like, you know, <laughs> the Eddie Johnson they saw when I played was the, well, how are you? How are you doing? Everything fine? <laughs> okay. Nice now, see now, yeah, now, they're getting, now they're getting the real deal. And you know what? I just right. like calling them stoops out, man. You know, I like I like putting people in their place, but I only I, I'll pick certain guys to do it to. Yeah, I'll pick certain guys to go at. I don't really respond to everything, and I just I laugh at it. They think they're ticking me off. That's the funny part. It's like I'm just laughing because you can control people that way, and uh, I have fun doing it. You know, I I appreciate the fact that you aren't too regal. To get in the in the mud with the people, I, I like that you're down to roll up your <laughs> sleeves and mix it up, you know, with 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 the fans and with the regular humans. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I like that. Even though uh, if I were you, I probably wouldn't give them the time of day. I would be on my high horse, EJ. 
I would be like, you can't talk to me. How many points have you scored in the NBA? But you are such a man of the people, and you get in there with him. Like, yo, let's trade these Yeah, cars. you know what, though? Honestly, though, it's going to come a time when I'm not going to say anything. And, and that's part of it, too. It's going to come a time when I'm just going to tweet and not respond. And it's going to bother them to no end. Trust me, <laughs> it's going to bother them. And, and so, you know, for me, man, it's just like, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but, you know, look, I'm a motivational speaker. I talk for a living all around and I enjoy it. And I enjoy moving people in their thoughts and their mindset, changing their mind. I mean, I've always been that way, even as a player. You talk to guys I played with, they'll tell you. They'll tell you. It's only a few guys that I've ever played with that can back me down and make me work when I talked. Mike Woodson, okay, former NBA player, yeah. not head coach at the University of Indiana. Mark yeah. Jackson, okay, and to a point, Gary Payton. All mm-hmm. right, Gary was more like rambunctious with his responses and all of that, right? <laughs> but those three guys, if you interviewed them, they'll tell you that that's what we did. And, and so for me, man, I enjoy it. I enjoy the back and forth. I enjoy testing people and, and getting them to think. Just like that thing I put out the other day on, you know, the qualifications to, to vote for the, for the player awards in the NBA. Right, and a lot of right, people right, thought right. I was 100% serious. I was serious to a point. It was basically yeah. saying that, you know, I don't like the way the voting went this year. I don't. And, and so that was just my way of just sending the message. But, you know, you just have fun with it. Man, I, I want to get into that because I think it's, it. you know, I, I know you can, it's about, you know, not letting people get the last, get the wrong words in. But I think you also are trying to educate. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me like you're trying to educate people on on what's important in the game. And I, and I have this unending discussion about these things because I feel like the group think is so prevalent now that everybody in a, in a desire to, to be viewed as hyper knowledgeable about the game, the modern NBA game. I mean, the game is put the ball in the basket, isn't it? I mean, that's the game. (laughs) So how you put the ball in the basket is up to you. You Simple game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I feel, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but it's, I, I think when you push back on some of these people on Twitter, I think it's it's also saying, look, there's more than one way to understand the game, appreciate the game, and be knowledgeable about the game. It right. doesn't, you don't have to memorize every advanced stat on whatever advanced stat website you like to be knowledgeable about the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, I tell people they're being led by somebody that's in a cubicle and they never had their head up. Oh, look, all respect to people in analytics. These are smart, brilliant people. And I applaud you for being able to get into sports and be a major part of it. I'm not hating you on that. I think you're brilliant individuals. But I don't want to listen to you. I have a choice. (laughs) I don't want to listen to you because you're messing up my game. You're truly messing it up. You know, you turn it into a robotic mindset. And that's what I just try to tell people. It's like, you got to look past the stats. I was a basic stat guy. Of course, I wanted to shoot a good percentage. I looked at my rebounds. I looked at all of that. But I didn't want to see a stat that makes an excuse for somebody shooting bricks because they've taken more threes. (laughs) No. Well, it's funny. Don't take the damn threes. 
you 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 showed the and 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 you educated me, Eddie. I mean, I had to I had to go. You know what? He's right because my instinct was when when Utah was playing. Uh, Utah played Dallas in the first round, and and Bo- and Bogey gets a wide open shot, but he also has a wide open lane to the basket, which would have tied the game and sent it to overtime. But instead, he did what we all say you're supposed to do now, which is take a step back and shoot the three. And you were like, that's stupid. He had a layup, would have tied the game. And I had to go, you know what? I think Eddie's right on this one. <laughs> Even though my instinct, my instinct initially was, well, it was a good shot. He got a wide open three to win it. Don't you have to take that? But your point is, but he could have drove, driven the lane, probably maybe gotten an A and one. At the least, he would have gotten a layup to tie the game. I, I had to concede that that's... Also, That's the part, fair. That's a good also point. Also, the part I think people miss is, I mean, you could be a good three-point shooter, but when all the chips are on the table, when all the marbles are down, right, That the, your percentages don't matter. EJ, you, you know this. It's the take one the who hit big. Everybody don't hit big shots. It ain't the same percentage as right. some first quarter three, <laughs> right? Like, you got to you gotta have something in you. So, I understand he's a 40% shooter, but is he a 40% shooter? In a moment like that, that to me, that's the part right. people miss. Look, man, they they glorify these three-point shooters, right? They glorify Duncan Robinson. They glorify Davis Berton. And they both got paid $80 million, okay? All right? I scored 19,000 points, and I'll add 202 to it as well, okay? <laughs> They'll never sniff it. They'll never sniff it. I averaged one three a game in my entire freaking career. So don't tell me a three is worth more than a freaking two. It's not. Like, when you watch the Suns play, uh, you know, hey, Dallas was chucking up a ton of threes last night. Cleveland looked really good. They were still down 20. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like rhythm, man. It's like, you know, if you're Bogdanovic, who is a very good driver of the ball, okay, he's a good post-up player, and he has a very good mid-range game. You're at home, dude. Tie the game up. Give yourself another five minutes. Why do you want to go for a home run and you're at home and you know you're going to get eliminated? I grew up in an era, man, where you take what you can get. You take what you can get. You don't roll the dice. Like, you know, if somebody offered offered me to do a job back in the day when I was young, they'd say, look, uh, you know, I'll pay you 10. Now, I know you should probably pay me 20, but I'm going to take the damn 10. (laughs) because <laughs> I had nothing and right, right there Utah had nothing like zero you're going to lose if you miss you're going to lose you're going home it wasn't game three you know it wasn't game four it was an elimination yeah. game and he rolled the dice if I was a teammate of his he and I would have gotten to it in the locker room I'm telling you right now we would have gotten yeah. to it I'm like hey dude you messed with my money on that one. yeah yeah do you think that happens? Do you think that people it, it still happens in locker rooms when now not nece- I'm not talking about necessarily that particular play, but you think guys still step to other guys, or is everybody like, oh well, you know, the analytics said that that's a good shot because it's your, you know, it's in your heat zone or whatever, you know? Do you think guys have those real conversations? I think a lot of guys get get a little disturbed by the analytic mindset and what is presented to them. Uh, after games or during the course of a season. I do. I've had conversations with guys 
where they feel like, you know, just think about it, guys. You got a guy come up to you and say, hey, man, you shoot the ball better on the left side than the right side. So you should pretty much stay over there and, you know, be aggressive on the left side. Look, dude, no, show me how to get better on the right side. I don't (laughs) want you to tell me what I can't do. Tell me how I can get better at it. You know what? They can't. That's the point. They can't. All they can do is give you numbers. They can't make it better. And so they'll teach you basically without the motivational skills to actually teach you. They can just give you what you should do. I mean, damn, if you had went to college and you had a professor just walk in and put stuff on the board and walk out, I think a lot of us would have failed. You know? I mean, you want somebody to explain something to you and make it better. They don't do that. And a lot of players struggle with it. They really do. Your your team uh, doesn't seem to be struggling with it. Uh, speak, you were talking about robotic earlier. Probably yeah. the most robotic element of the NBA today is Phoenix in the clutch, right? Like it's, if it's a if it's a close game, like we already know what's happening, right? That's fifty that's and old what... when they lead after three quarters. I mean, it's Look, it's one point nine right points per possession. <laughs> they're like Goldberg yeah, and a, shit. You know what I, I mean? <laughs> what, what do you what do you attribute that to? Obviously, you got like Devin Booker, Chris Paul, like you got, mm-hmm. you know, place to score every spot. But what do you attribute the the rhythm and the sync that they have when when it's crunch time? Balance the balance of everything they're about. They take the best possible shot. That's basically what it is, and they're unselfish. And they're led by one of the best leaders in the history of the game, Chris Paul. He keeps everything balanced. His voice is – t- I, I don't understand how that guy talks as much as he does. He talks more than us, guys. All right? And that's what we do for a living now. He's playing basketball <laughs> still talking. But he's always teaching. He's always teaching. And those guys understand. You know, you take the best possible shot. You know, you rarely will see us catch the ball inside the three and take a step back and shoot it. You rarely see it. They basically take what's presented to them. And I think that that exudes confidence. That helps you get out of stuff. Case in point, in the New Orleans Pelicans series, we couldn't shoot the ball from three at all, right? We were shooting horribly. But guess what? We still shot 50% as a team. We still shot 50% as a team. Although not shooting well from three, 15%, 12%. And we still won the series because we still know how to go get buckets. And that's what makes them a big clutch time team, guys, is they just know the correct shot to take. And then Chris Paul just, man, look, you all saw it. I mean, what he did to the Pelicans in that in that game six was ridiculous, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. What have you, if, I mean, you're, you are a professional basketball player. And I so I don't mean to say like you learned something watching Chris Paul, you've seen everybody who was great and for a long time, but what do you appreciate as somebody who played the game at the highest level about the way Chris Paul plays? He, he gets on his play, he gets on his teammates, but he also teaches them and he pats them on the back. A guy once told me that uh, a guy used to play in the league, Rich Kelly. Uh, Stanford mm-hmm. uh, guy, yeah, man. Yeah. Not, Rich was a great guy, man. He's one of them guys, mm-hmm. man. Techies like they are. His suit coat, his sport jacket, his sleeves were up to here. He just was a funny guy, <laughs> seven footer. Love him to death. And he told me one day, he said, Eddie, you got to be a better leader. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, you don't listen to people. 
And this is when I was young. I'm trying to make money. I'm, you know, I think I'm doing my best, leading the team and scoring second and rebounds. He said, you're not doing enough. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he says, you know, you need to figure people out. And he said, you said something to me last week. He said, well, I'm always staring at people. And Eddie, I'm going to tell you why. Because in order to get to know somebody, you got to stare and figure them out. You got to watch them when they actually aren't conversing with you. And then you'll know how to approach them and you'll know what to say to them to maybe get them to respond and how far to go. And when he told me that, man, I started working with that man and I became so good at it that, you know, it really helped me as a player and as a person. And I think that's the key, man. That's what Chris Paul is, man. He, he might talk a lot and he might get on guys, man, but he's over there, man, patting guys down, telling guys it's his fault and explaining to them why he's doing it. And that's the most beautiful part of what I've experienced being around. You know, I, I, Chris Paul is obviously one of the all-time greats, right? But, man, do do we really understand and appreciate how good Devin Booker is? And, and how does he handle this idea that, like he's so good so often that it doesn't really get the consideration it deserves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he does it all the time, it's not, I guess it's special, but he does it all the time, you know, despite the <laughs> fact that he's not getting the credit for it. So like, talk yeah. to me about that. You're right. You're right. I, look, I take exception to people when they say, well, you know, if you got two good players on there, no way they can win MVP. See, that's the Jokic narrative to vote for him because they want to quote unquote say he doesn't have anybody else. That's always been the fallback, right? I mean, MJ was winning MVP. So Scotty couldn't play. Dennis Rodman couldn't play. (laughs) Really? I mean, Larry Bird won MVP. McHale couldn't play. Robert Paris couldn't play. Right. Green couldn't play. I mean, James Worthy wasn't that good. Give me a freaking break. I mean, like, early this year when Chris Paul took off, I said Chris Paul. But when Chris got injured, it eliminated him. You know, I'm about the 82-game season. And then Devin took yeah. off. I mean, Devin took off, man, and he finished with a bang. And you're right. I, I thought he was worthy of, of more praise for MVP because historically, when a guy puts up the numbers that he did and you have the best record in the league, that guy normally has a great chance of winning a title. It was automatic. It used to be automatic. Yeah. Automatic. This Jokic, this Jokic the drives me nuts. I love Jokic. I think he's tremendous. I do. But come on, man. He won it last year because of the stats. And, and, and you said he didn't have anybody, and he got it. Okay, fine. He don't double down on it. Westbrook followed up his triple-double. <laughs> they didn't give it back to him? No. They did not. They did not. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And what bothered me about the Jokic thing is not him. Um, it was the idea that if you if you thought Embiid was the MVP, or if you thought Giannis uh-huh. was the MVP, you were hating on yes. Jokic. And I'm like, I'm not hating on Jokic. And I voted for Jokic, but I'm like, I understand if you think Embiid had a better year. He had a great year. You know, like, Giannis had a great year. Lead the league in scoring. That, that rarely happens. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, so top, and top four in this conference. to have a different opinion. <laughs> Yes, you know what I mean in a, in a very in a much harder conference, in my opinion. But neither here nor there. So Eddie, the the other thing I don't think gets a lot of attention with the Suns, and it's and it's in contrast to me to what what's happening with Philly right now with with Embiid hurt. And look, nobody's going to win with their best player out in the playoffs. I understand that. But when you look at Phoenix last year, when Aiton was in foul trouble yeah. against the Bucks, they got boat raced. Right by Milwaukee. Right. They got crushed by Milwaukee in those minutes. Right. And they went out and brought in JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo yep. and have completely shut that out. And you compare that to Philly, which still doesn't have any credible guy to back up Embiid. And I just wonder about, you know, the job that James Jones has done not just building the roster, but continuing to improve the roster when there was an obvious need after the finals last year. Yeah, you know, because, look, we, we're a small team, really, other than the three big guys that we have. Everybody else yeah. is pretty much 6'7", six, 6'8", six, six, six. So we're really not a big team. I laugh when people say we're a big team. and But we had to learn how to defend against bigs. And at the end last year, Dario Shark had gotten injured, and he was a big body that we could at least use for a few minutes, right? Uh, right, six minutes. Yeah, miles. Frank Kaminsky right. wasn't yeah. playing. So we didn't really have any big bodies past DeAndre. And he was on an island with Giannis. He wasn't used to being out there guarding, guarding that guy and then having to go down there and be active offensively. And I thought it warmed down. You know, first time going this long, you know, to a playoff yeah, run. Yeah. I thought a lot of factors came into play there. And the Suns went out and did what they had to do. They went out and got Javel. They went out and got Bismack. Now, the two times we played Milwaukee this year, Giannis wasn't that dominant. Because we went with two big guys. And we forced Milwaukee to go a little bit smaller so we wouldn't keep the two big guys on the court. So that's what yeah. the Suns have different this year in that – no, nobody is going to be able to pump them in the paint and really basically Giannis. That's basically who it is. Uh, and so, yeah, I think they're definitely prepared for it. EJ, can you – I need the motivational speaker in you to talk about <laughs> JaVale McGee, man. Like, this dude – I mean, last <laughs> night I was just I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm watching the game and he picks Luka out by the three-point line, leads the break, and finishes it in the dunk. And this guy's career, you know, he began as a guy who was kind of goofy. You know, they didn't think he was serious. He was a punchline. He's got he was a three joke. rings 
an Olympic championship yeah. and could get a fourth one this year. Can you can you just talk about what JaVale represents, man, and, and, and how far yes. he's come and, and why he's so pivotal to that team? All due respect to Jay Crowder, obviously Mikael Bridges, who's a machine, okay? This dude is the hardest working dude per minute he is on the floor for us. And he's a professional. Like, he'll not play a lot of minutes certain game, doesn't sulk, shows back up the next game, gives optimum effort. The fact that Shaq made fun of him early in his career, people made fun of him, I thought helped him mature. Like, sometimes you need it. I think if JaVale looks back on it, he would admit that he did some boneheaded things when he was young because he has some athleticism that I think exudes the ability for him to be spectacular, as you saw last night with the steal on, on Luca. He's just never been on a team past his first two years where he was, like, maybe second or third. And so he's always had to play a role. And I think that's the issue with him. But, man, right now, man, he is a huge client for us. I mean, he is extremely professional. I, he's one of the most professional basketball players I've been around. I mean, he's saying that about a guy with a gold grill mouthpiece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> EJ, would you wear the gold grill mouthpiece? You can't, no, you can't man. It off. You can't do it? I'm not going there, man. <laughs> I, I can't go there, man. You know, that, that, that's from everybody that live in the South. See, y'all in Atlanta, down Mississippi. That, that's the go-to move. And I, look, I'm okay with it. You know, it's where you grow right. up at. You know, I grew up in Chicago. You know, so, hey, <laughs> teachers on. It's funny. I wanted to ask you about that. You grew up in, in, in what I think is the great great era of Chicago mm-hmm. basketball. Who does not get the love that they should get that came out in your time, in your in your era from Chicago? Because I think about, like, everybody knows Isaiah and everybody knows... Let me tell you before you say his name. Okay. It's my high school teammate, Mark Aguirre. Okay. Look, Mark, Mark would have wound up as one of the, he he would have wound up with like Carmelo Anthony numbers if he had stayed in Dallas. Yes. That's a good He was comp. unstoppable. That's a very good comp. Yeah, that's a very now, good comp. Yeah. Yes. Did he was he moody? Did he do some things during his career in Dallas where they still haven't even retired his jersey, which is a joke? Uh, but you know, did he hurt himself? Yes, he did. But you can't doubt his effectiveness when he was between the lines. And when he was okay with going to Dallas and playing a role, and actually he, Isaiah, and I all grew up in the same neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we've all been close, and but Mark and Isaiah extremely close. And yeah. and so when Isaiah got him to come over to Detroit, uh, he told him, "Hey man, you not it's not gonna be like you are in Dallas. You have to play a role." And Mark was all for it. You know, even told them to put Dennis Rodman in the starting lineup and take him out. Yes. So, you know, and guess what? He won two titles. So at the end of his career, he did everything possible to make amends for what people might look at him for when he was in Dallas. And I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. If you're going to put Tim Hardaway in the Hall of Fame, and all due respect, Tim Hardaway Sr., good for him, congratulations. But if Tim Hardaway Sr. is going to get in the Hall of Fame, Mark Aguirre should be in there. Okay? If, if Chris Muller's in the Hall of Fame, Mark Aguirre should be in there. You know, you can go on down the line, put his numbers up against anybody. Should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, and so, yeah, that's the one guy I would say. You know my one guy, D.A.? 
slip sleep Who's on. That? Well, more mostly because the you know, modern generation is so bent on three pointers now. But people don't know about Hersey Hawkins, man. Hersey was oh, a yeah. bucket. I used to love watching Hersey. <laughs> but he went to my high school as well. He went to Western. Oh, did he? Right? Oh, damn. He went there after me, obviously, after I left. Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Hawk was smooth now. Oh, yeah. Hawk was smooth. Oh, yeah. So, Eddie, uh, what, break break down the, this series with Dallas. Obviously, Phoenix up 1-0. And they were, I mean, they kind of mm-hmm. took their foot off the gas and Dallas got back in in the fourth quarter. But it, when the game was being decided, Phoenix was in command and in control. And it looked to me like it was like, Lucas, score as many as you want. We're going to shut everybody else down. <laughs> like, I mean, if I'm wrong, please tell me. Oh, old school like, mentality, D.A. Yeah. Oh, guys, that's old school mentality. Like, I don't care how great your defense is, you're not stopping great offense. Like, you know, like I was an offensive player. I didn't fear anybody on defense. I respected some guys. Like, I respected Scottie Pippen, Derek McKee, uh, Lonnie Shelton. Now, I think you'll probably see where I'm going with this. Those are all guys that were rangy. Like, mm-hmm. they can be off of me, but yet when I raise that ball up, they're right there in my they face. Yeah. Those are the yeah. only dudes that bothered me. MJ didn't bother me, greater defenders he was. Alvin Robertson didn't bother me. Because it didn't matter. Once I got the ball over my shoulders, dude, you out of the mix. And and, and with Luca, man, it just it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you what you do to him, what you put on him. He's going to score. He has an ultra green light. He's going to score. So if that's the case, like you would do with MJ, like you would do with Alex English back in the day, you don't double them dudes. Yeah. <laughs> if you double them, then it's a, then you're gonna open up another can of worms. They still gonna score, right. and then they're gonna pick you apart. Right. So no, go ahead, get you forty. Go on, get you forty, get you fifty, mm-hmm. and we'll win. And I think that's the philosophy that you should carry on. A lot of coaches don't do it in today's game. They're worried about reputation and they see the embarrassment factor of somebody out there getting a bunch of points. It doesn't matter. I mean, Monty Williams is not like that. He's old school personified. Obviously, he grew up in the coaching aspect with Pop Greg Popovich, and you know, he mm-hmm. understands that. And so that's how Pop would coach. Ain't no double team. Luca can keep going what he wants to do. They don't want him to just start spreading it around and destroying them on top of that. PG County, baby. Uh, speaking yeah. of rangy, you got to <laughs> love watching Mikael Bridges every night, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, he's a guy that I would hate the guard. <laughs> he, he is a nightmare. Uh, I, I feel like he should have won Defensive Player of the Year, but he's one of my favorite players. <laughs> but we obviously know he can play defense. Does he miss? Is he going to miss in this postseason? <laughs> I mean, I feel like as long as he's getting buckets, like Phoenix is almost unstoppable as he, long he as he's doing it. It feels like as he's going along – his shots get more money. Listen, he's our he's our third best mid-range player. Okay. He's our probably our second best post-up player. All right. There you go. People don't realize that. I mean, he's pretty much, if he gets the advantage in the post, he you can't block his shot. His arms and he can be in the other room. I feel sorry for his kids. Because he could be in the other room. He can just reach in their room and slap if they act enough. I'm serious, man. Hop him on the I mean, so, and, you know, so he gives up a lot for the good of the team. But the dude's an Iron Man, man. I mean, he hasn't missed a game in his NBA career. Uh, and, he, he, you know, he led the league in minutes played this season. 
And it just, he never gets tired. I mean, think about what he did against the Pelicans. I mean, he had 31 points, and then he followed up with 18. And he played, sat down, I think, in the two games, six minutes. And he guarded both Ingram and McCullough. I mean, who does that? I mean, <laughs> the great defenders didn't do that. Kawhi Leonard didn't do that like he did. I mean, you know, and that was the most recent great defender. MJ didn't do that. You know, it's like, that's pretty much impossible. But that guy's motor is sick, man. He he doesn't get tired. He's a freak of nature, without a doubt. I may have to, Marcus, I may have to bogart some people. If it's, if it's Phoenix, Golden State, in the West Finals, I might have to bogart some people and pull ranking and show up. <laughs> For the first time uh, in, two years. Still in the bay, <laughs> what? Yeah, hey, it'll be a good one, man. Hey. Dude, I might have to just pull rank. Hey, hey, the best, hey, hey, the best player on Golden State right now, Jordan Poole, man. He's dangerous. That, yeah, that's Jordan just that's just, just a maniac. That's a joke. <laughs> you know, uh, EJ. Poole. You know, I was that's watching a joke, Golden State fans. I'm just kidding. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I was watching. You know, we're watching that uh, New Orleans series and and. A lot of people took the thing like, okay, they're in trouble, right? Lost two games to New Orleans. Yeah. It looks like the vulnerability. But then watching <laughs> watching game one, it looked like it might have been a, a good cup of coffee, right? It, like New Orleans right, gave right. a good little joke, woke them up. <laughs> you think you think that series was good for them? That the, the challenge that New Orleans presented, without a doubt. I mean, you went sixty four games. Look, the Suns probably could have won seventy games. But at the end of the season, they kind of like, after they secured everything, home court advantage, I mean, it's, it's quite a, do you go for a record like Golden State did and they got beat in the finals? Or do you just say, okay, we're here now, we got it, we're going to try to get rest. And that's what the Suns did. And they let their guard down and they lost some games at the end of the season. And they probably could have been mentioned as one of those all-time great teams if they had won 67-plus games. And they gave that up. And I think, you know, no, I think New Orleans stretched him. I think, you know, Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum is a problem. Like, they, they can do it on a, on a catch. They can do it off the dribble. And then Valanciunas, man, look, I'm telling y'all, look, I, I don't want to see them do this next year. No, that's a I big don't want to see them next year. <laughs> Imagine at all because they, that yeah. dude guarantees them that they're going to get at least eight to ten offensive rebounds a game. Yeah. And that was our issue. Yes, I mean, and then Nance, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. They, 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 now, so they, it's a different team than Dallas. You know, Dallas is more. They're going to stand around the three, man. And look, Dallas, they might win a game in this series by shooting the threes, unbelievable. And that's yeah, happened yeah. to the Suns this year. I mean, Miami came in here early in the year and was lights out from three, beat us. New Orleans, I think, at the end of the year, came in, beat us. I mean, so every now and then a team gets hot from three, they're going to beat you. And that's what Dallas relies on, man. They they take a ton of threes. And then and, and so, but over the course of seven games, I just find it hard to think you can win four times against the Suns when they're going to shoot an insane field goal percentage from the field. Yeah, yeah. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out, birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton 
is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at Fidelity.com slash Active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While Active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let me get you out on this, man, because I know Marcus got to jump. Um, there's almost nothing talk. There's no, almost no discussion about Sarver right uh-huh. now. None. I just wonder how important it is for the team to not to because you always want to win. That's right. not what I mean. But it's how important is it to the franchise? I guess that the Suns are having this incredible two-year run where they are just on top of the league and it's all about how they're playing and it's about Monty Williams being one of the great human beings in our league, just a a tremendous human Mm -hmm. being, and the success that they're having while that is still going on. How important Well, I think it just says a lot to the concentration uh, of our organization uh, in that, you know, it didn't get down to the players. Right, because that's why we're all here. It's for the players. For them to go out and be ready to to contribute, be ready to compete and succeed. And so I think the professionalism, once all that did go down, I think, you know, you have to applaud that. Uh, You have to applaud the leadership at, at different levels to be able to not allow it to infect the players. And that's what's happened. And it's been a tremendous journey. And uh, so the process obviously is not done uh, in that regard. I'm not too privy to it at all. Uh, I'm one of those people that did not get interviewed. And so, uh, you know, so I really have no inside knowledge. I just know that, yeah, inside it, that obviously created some combustion. It created some, some, some downtime in regards to, you know, how the, the, our organization is depicted, but uh, right now, it's just no no summary on on what has come out of it, and so 
you know, we just wait and see. Yeah. And it's just, I just think it's great that the, the focus has been <clears throat> on good people throughout the, the, the team and the coaching staff and the front office, you know, that are trying to do the right thing, you know, because you could get overwhelmed by that. You know, if it, if it wasn't as successful, you might be overwhelmed by that, but they're so good that you can't even focus on that because they're, they're playing so well, you know, and there's such a, a, not just a great team, but they play such an entertaining style of basketball. They play basketball. You know, they, yes. they play it the way I think you should play. And mm-hmm. the teams that don't, to me, are the ones that come up short. Like Utah, a big team. You would think that they wouldn't take as many threes, but they do. You know, uh, it's like, I don't believe that threes are going to win you a title. Everybody wants to reflect back to Golden State. Well, uh, uh, duh. They got three of the great, they had three of the greatest shooters in the history of the damn game on that team. Okay. And Clay, Steph, and KD. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I might like to paint, but I'm not running around thinking I'm Van Gogh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, people want to copy what they did. And, uh, and realistically, they were not, they were balanced too. A lot of their plays started in the mid post with Clay and Steph running off of mid range shots and they'll float out sure. to three. So they weren't all yeah. three. And I think that's what happened. That's why I say the Warriors hurt a lot of teams because you know, you all know, a lot of teams like to duplicate what the best team does. But nobody wants to duplicate what the Suns do because it's not sexy. It's not sexy, but yet they keep drilling them. So sooner or later they'll wake up. I'm going to add to the fact that uh, it's going to be tough to duplicate what the Suns do because uh, I understand everybody's big, but everybody can put it in the bucket like eight. Like that's a. That's a pretty <laughs> unique ability. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's a such a high percentage shot maker, like from like twelve feet in. Like, like you heard Jason Kidd, he's like, Hey man, go bear and white side. They, they don't put it in the hole like eight <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so I, I do feel you like but the skill of the big man matters, right? Not just being big, yeah. but you gotta be able to do something with it. Uh right. it's only a few of those in the league actually. Yeah, no, you look, DeAndre Ayton is he's made such growth, man. And and obviously him not signing his extension obviously perturbed him. But I think it also boosted him. Like every player needs some maturity. Uh they need a maturity boost. And I actually believe he's gotten it this year. And he's pretty much automatic anywhere 12 feet on in. I mean, it's sick. Like, and I'm not comparing him to the all-time great next teammate of mine, a King Lajuan. I'm not doing that. But I am comparing a part of him. That turnaround shot on his right shoulder, dude never misses it. I mean, he rarely, not I say not, if I say never, then people will look at the podcast, you said never, that's a fact. <laughs> never means, like, he doesn't miss it as much, people, okay? Uh, but, you know, you got people get you. So, but he, I mean, that thing is normally going down. And he's got the jump hook. He got the floater. Yes, too he's got now. the floater, and he'll shoot a three. Man. I mean, like, yeah. he is a. And you know, if you all watch him stretch before a game, it is mind-boggling. He can, I, he can do a split, man. Mm. I mean, this dude is limber as they come. I mean, so it's just he's just he's just a, a he's a freak athletically. He truly is. 
And, and yeah, a lot of people don't talk about him, man. But I'm telling you, this kid is, is going toward dominance. And, and, yeah, I will honestly say right now, he's better than Gobert. No way the Suns would trade DeAndre for Gobert head up now. No way. Right. All right. Well, we will uh, follow this, and I will root for the series I want so that I can go out there and hang out in two of the great cities <laughs> in North America. Oh, yeah. Man, Eddie, appreciate thank you for your time, right, brother. As always. Okay, appreciate as it, guys. Always. Yeah, man. Good luck. Good continues travels and success. And you can hear him on Sirius XM, NBA Radio, NBA Today Show, one of the great hosts on that on that network. And uh thank y'all for listening. As always, man, leave that five star review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get this fine podcast. Marcus, as you as you leave to get your barbecue. If they don't want to leave that five-star review, what they need to do? Keep it to themselves, you haters. Or we're going to get EJ to troll you on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Later. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.